whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. Hello. Hey. Hi. <laughs> I'm Veronica. Hi, Veronica. I'm Miles. Hi, Miles. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm really great. <laughs> so uh, thank you for taking time. I'm very excited um, to talk to you. And um, we already had a few interviews with you, for example, when you released your first record or with Alter Bridge on Rockin' Park in Nuremberg. I really hope that there are concerts and festivals very soon. Me too. That mm. makes two of us. I miss it. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ugh. Me too. <laughs> so, um, but you used your time off the road uh, quite good. I mean, you released with Alter Bridge a new EP and you uh, worked on your new so solo record. Um, that means that it was a productive year for you, a good year? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it was an interesting year because I don't remember the last time I was home this long. So, uh, I, I wasn't sure how long everything would be shut down. And so I wanted to take advantage of the, the opportunity to write. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's funny because I was discussing with my manager about probably, it was probably last February, uh, you know, 2020. And he was like, Hey, you know, we've, you're supposed to go in the studio in August or September to make solo record number two. And I was like, Oh man, I don't know if I, I'm going to have time to write between now and then because we've got all these tours planned around the world with Alter Bridge and two weeks later, you know, the world shut down. So mm -hmm. I, I was like, okay, I'm going to just get to work here immediately thinking the world might reopen in a month or two and not realizing a year later, you know, we'd still be, we'd still be locked down. So yeah, it's, it, I, it, I just chose to stay productive. That's good. That's really cool. And um, what else do you do in your free time? Maybe any new hobbies you discovered? Well, nothing new. I tried photography kind of and I was horrible at that. And <laughs> yeah, I couldn't I couldn't figure it out. So I gave up there. I mean, really, without music, I'd be I don't know what I would do. But we did adopt the or I should say he adopted us, uh, the, the, the neighborhood cat. Uh, which was wandering around for years, this beautiful black cat. So that became kind of my 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 wife and I's hobby re re over the last few months is integrating this this funny little animal into our into our home, and uh, that's been a lot of fun. He's hours of enjoyment just oh, watching. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, pretty bad. <laughs> Azrael is his name. He's cool. Uh, cool. <laughs> um, so your second solo record um, will be titled The Ides of March and it will be out on May 14th. Uh, was a plan for you to make a new solo record before COVID? Yeah, yeah, that was the plan, you know, to, to try and because, you know, everything's because my schedule's kind of wacky with all three entities. So everything is planned out like a year or two in advance. So I was like, okay, you know, I've got to make the second record here in the fall of 2020. So yeah, it was definitely planned. But as far as the, you know, what the song, what the songs ended up being about, yeah, it was definitely informed by the state of the world. You know, mm. the, the narrative was a reflection of the, the times we're living in. Yeah. Um, year of the Tiger, your first uh, solo record was a very personal album. Um, how about the second record now? Well, it's personal in the sense that it is, a, you know, taking in what's happening and how it's affecting my family and, and myself. 
but yeah, it's not as autobiographical. Year of the Tiger is definitely a concept record in that sense. And, you know, it lays it all out there. Whereas this is, it's the common, the common thread is, is the times we're living in. And, and it's in a word I keep going to is it's a reflection of that from a personal standpoint. Mm. And uh, can you tell us what is the album about? So which? Yeah. I mean, I think it's looking at like, there, there is, there are a few songs that are, you know, have this longing for um, unity and this longing for healing and, and, and compromise and, 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 you know, dialogue, the need for dialogue between people. I mean, I just, I think I'm, there's definitely a sense for me of where things have, have gone that kind of break my heart. And, and I, and I, and I, I just, from a human standpoint, you know, it's not a political record or anything like that. Although, you know, people try to make it that and it's not, it's just being, it's the idea of being a human in the times we live in and how to navigate through that. And what I hope we can do is human beings with one another, um, be good to each other. You know, it's pretty simple. So that's some of it. And then some of it explores the emotions that, you know, we're feeling you know, being frustrated, not being able to, to do what we normally do and how that affects us and, and how we took things for granted. There's a song called Moonshot, which, which, you know, talks about how, you know, I assumed I would just be able to get on stage every night and play and never think, you know, just, that's just the way it was going to be indefinitely. And once yeah. that's taken away, you know, you, you look at things differently. And while writing um, these songs, uh, did you sometimes lack an inspiration? I mean, there's no touring, no discovering new places uh, or meeting people. So did you struggle sometimes? No, I couldn't keep up with all the songs that were, it was just, there was so much, so much to pull from to inform the narrative. So this may have been one of the easiest As far as not, you know, sometimes with records, you don't, you run out of things to talk about. You just don't have anything that's resonating. And with, with this, it was never the case. I had plenty on, plenty that was on my mind. Okay. And are there many songs that you did not put in this new record? Yeah. There are a few songs. There are a few songs that didn't make the cut that will maybe be on the next solo record that we recorded and everything. And also just didn't fit the theme of the record. Um, there was a song that I wrote for my, my stepfather that just didn't fit the overall concept of the album. So it's good to have those, you know, kind of in the song, in the song refrigerator that you can pull from later. Okay. Maybe also for Alter Bridge. I don't know. I don't know if any of them will fit in Alter Bridge and they're also all recorded too, you know, they're done. So, so I don't know if, if I said, Hey guys, I've got this song that I recorded, you know, we're going to put it on the record and they're like, well, we want to play on it. <laughs> and I get it. I, I would want to, too. Okay. Um, did you do something different on this album? Yeah. I played a lot more guitar solos. Uh, this is probably the most guitar solos I played on a record. I, I think maybe ever. So it was a lot of this was about the guitar aspect and I missed, I missed improvising and I, I came up as a lead guitarist and I wanted to do that again. That's cool. And, and it, and it sounds really, really good. Thank you. Um, <laughs> how long did it take, um, to make that album? Well, it took about six months to write and then the actual recording took, if I'm not mistaken, probably about four or five weeks, something like that from when it's all said and done. 
so you know it was still a process still lots to do when you know because i played other than the drums and bass i played all the instruments and so you know the idea of recording it totally live was impossible because i can't unless i could clone myself you know it was i was going to have to overdub you know the lap steel and the banjo or not the banjo but the the mandolin and all that in conjunction with the electric so yeah it, that's where it takes time it's like okay now i've got to lay this part down now i'm gonna lay this part now i have to do the vocals and yeah a lot to it did you record it in your home studio or do you have a home studio Yeah, I have a, a a home studio that I do the demos. So I did all the arrangements and all that in my home studio and then sent them to everybody. And then we got in the, the actual real studio, which was all the way across the country, about as far as we could be from where I live. And uh, and we we actually drove there uh, because I didn't want to fly. Nobody did at that time because we didn't mm. fly. Flying was just didn't. It, plus, we could take our own gear so we just rented a car rented a suv and drove <laughs> drove three thousand miles across the u.s and uh yeah and so so that's where we made the record was in orlando that's cool it's like a road trip to record uh, an album <laughs> rock and roll road trip yeah um are you excited uh, to um release now your album and or are you happy with it I am. I'm, 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 I'm very excited. You know, it's just, it, it's always like, it's, it's interesting because you put all this time into something and you do it for yourself because it feels good and it keeps you busy and keeps you out of trouble. Uh, and then you turn it over to the world and hopefully people will enjoy it or hopefully the, the songs will like, there'll be some healing in their own lives with the songs, but that's all you can do. I mean, it's all I have to offer. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful feeling though, when you put something out and then someone expresses what it means to them or when you play a show and they're singing it back to you. I mean, that's what it's all about for me. So I love, I love that whole uh, process. That's cool. So, um, there are 11 tracks on that, uh, new record. Um, is there a song, um, with a special meaning for you? There are a few. I mean, I guess most of them in a way really have a place in my heart, but there's the, my, probably my favorite track is the title track is the Ides of March. because it's, it was the one that took the longest to write. And I really put a lot into it. And there were some tracks that were written in an afternoon and, and those were easy, but this one was a labor of love. And I knew until it was finished, I didn't have like the record. So once it was done, I was like, oh, and, and I was, I was happy with how it turned out. Can you tell us uh, what it is about? Yeah. So it's, you know, the first half of it is kind of this dark, um, I don't know how to, you know, the, the phrase, the Ides of March is kind of a, it's a, I look at it like a warning, like a, like it's very prophetic of the dark possibilities. And there was so much at the beginning as that song was being written that we didn't understand. It didn't know where things were going to go. So that is manifested in the first part. The second half of the song, the coda, is very optimistic. It's the idea that, you know, cool heads prevail in times of change. And, and it, that became my own personal mantra to help me maintain perspective in these unique times. And so, yeah, it's a, to me, it's really helpful uh, that that song, just just reciting some of those lyrics. It's, it has a, it's had a powerful effect in my own life. Cool. So, um, so I think it's a really cool and... Um kind of expressive album um for example i really enjoy the song in stride so what what was your inspiration for that song well it was initially like 
I, I wanted an up-tempo song. I, I felt like I didn't have enough. And I was like, well, I'm going to, that would be a necessary. So I wrote that toward, towards the end of all of this, really, of, of the writing process. And I didn't even know if the song would make the record. I didn't even know if any of my bandmates would like it or the producer would like it. Okay, so, okay. I was, so I'm really surprised it ended up being the first single because when we played the tracks for people, because I kind of lost my perspective. I'd heard the song so many times. So you play it to people with fresh ears and they're like, oh, in stride. And I'm like, really? Okay, great. Well, uh, but the genesis of it was really about like looking back at when everything was locking down and people were like running to the store and buying all this food and toilet paper and kind of prepping like it was the end of the world. And it, to me, it was like, it was almost as if it was an impending apocalypse or like a zombie, the zombies were coming to get us. And so I thought it would be interesting to look at it from that standpoint and, and maybe try and gain some, a different perspective. And uh, so that, that was the uh, genesis of it. That's cool. So they did this uh, in in the USA too with a uh, toilet paper and noodles, maybe. Yeah, top ramen and toilet paper. What they need to do is make toilet paper out of top ramen, so that if you have too much toilet paper, you can just boil it and eat it. Right there, you go. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so crazy, really. Um, so usually you would go on tour after releasing a new record. Now. There's no touring. Um, do you have any other plans, like a live stream, maybe? We, we're, we're talking about it. We are, we're going to try and tour a little bit here in the United States. We'll see how it all plays out. I'm trying to stay optimistic on that front. And um, yeah, I mean, I ho hopefully I'll be able to tour across the pond and take these songs out, you know, somehow within the next year or so. But yeah, as far as a live stream, we'll see, we'll see how it plays out. Okay, cool. And um, my last question is uh, with Slash and Alterbridge, you are also working on new mater material again. So can you give us an update? Yeah, with Alterbridge, the plan is to try and um, get in the studio hopefully next year and make a record. We've got to write and get all that done first and then just see if the world's back to normal to where we could band at that level can go out and tour. And it's kind of the same thing with Slash and Conspirators at the levels that we're at, you're, you're going to need to make sure the world's open enough to, to facilitate a tour. But that one, you know, we've got plenty of songs, songs in the can and we're excited. It's going to be, it's going to be cool, but we're just in a holding pattern waiting to see when we can release them and, and do it. Perfect. Thank you very much, Miles Kennedy. It was a pleasure talking to you. Um, Thank you for your time. Take care and uh, hopefully uh, see you soon. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, fingers crossed. Let's just keep positive. That's all we can do, right? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. You have a great evening. Yeah, it's uh, 9 p.m. now. <laughs> We still got the full day ahead of us here. So, so, all right. Well, hopefully we'll see you sooner than later out there on the road. Yeah, have a wonderful day. <laughs> Bye. Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rocking podcasts.